howdy. My name is Johnny Brick and welcome to the first episode of The Country Media Show, which seeks to champion those who champion country music in the UK. There are a couple dozen broadcasters, writers and scenesters whom I've invited to contribute to this monthly show, which starts the month before the 10th Country to Country Festival. I will see you there. The show has three parts. Later on, I'll be chatting to someone from our first Focus Media organisation and I'll be asking folk a focus question. Before both of those, here is a digest of what has been written and talked about in the weeks leading up to this first episode. On my own website, countrywol.com, I've popped up an essay on Toby Keith, Democrat, which follows those on Charles Eston, Honorary Brit, and Randall King, Neo-Neo-Traditionalist. In the last few weeks, I've also put out reviews of albums by Nico Moon, Tyler Ramsey, Josh Abbott Band, Connor Smith, Mary McGuinness, Adele and Andy, and Britney Spencer. It's good to see lots of music coming out in the first six or seven weeks of the year. On top of those, the Sunday Hymn Sheet has its dedicated home at countrywol.com, and this week's dated February 11th lingers on British country and announcements for June's Black Deer Festival. Uh, the next hymn sheet as well, I'll be looking at acts named for Black Deer. It's a hectically brilliant lineup. As ever, the country bit of entertainment focus has been busy covering everything that happens in country, led by James Dakin and featuring pieces by Laura Cooney and Emma Jordan. There are reviews of January shows by Jason Isbell and Margot Price, plus interviews with the aforementioned Randall King, Ashley Cook Annie Bosco and Chase McDaniel. Chase's EP was reviewed by Tyler Spicer. Tyler is a producer who brings his ear and eye to new releases this year at Entertainment Focus. His latest piece is about the new EP from the Castellos, a trio who have been busy plugging their music on TikTok and got a record deal out of it. Could this be the palate cleanser you need in a sea of pop country playlists, Tyler asks, of a beautiful sounding body of work which washes over the ears with refreshing grace. Tyler makes an excellent point about the sonic similarity across the EP and I guarantee that no other reviewer would talk about overhangs or big stops or a root five bass which is the mm -mm 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 bass between the first and the fifth notes of a key. That's because you don't usually get producers talking about the mechanics of country songs. I think in Tyler Spicer British country has its own Rick Beato. Continuing with this digest of country media happenings, Chad Jackson's Chad J Country Show aired between 6 and 8pm on Wednesday on Nashville Worldwide. If you type Nashville Worldwide into Mixcloud, you can listen to the show any time you like. It opens with a one-two punch of Lauren Elena and Chapel Heart and continues in that vein for two hours. I am also writing a weekly series for NashvilleWorldwide.com which focuses on figures from the back room, be they pickers, writers or producers. Click the Country Way of Life tab at NashvilleWorldwide.com. 
Over on Clues Country, which goes out on Monday evenings on the Southampton-based Voice FM, Matt Clues snared a guest he'd been trying to pin down for a while. Tiger Lily Gold were promoting their new song, I Tried a Ring On, and the interview is available on the Country Catch-Up feed wherever you get your podcasts. The full Clues' Country Show is available on demand at mixcloud.com slash Clues' Country UK, and that's C-L-E-W-E-S country uk clues is country uk there are songs from matt owen's new album and ashley cook who is in the uk this week finally the latest episodes of the bridge country are also up on the youtube channel of that name john finch has compiled a two-hour playlist comprising every single act playing c to c 2024 and there's the traditional hour of new music under the discovering america banner audra mclaughlin jeremy mccomb ruthie collins everett and Britt taylor are all included and if you want a song recommendation for a night by Britt taylor was one of my songs of last year great to see Britt taylor on a bridge country playlist well done john You are listening to The Country Media Show with me, Johnny Brick, from A Country Way of Life, but I'm not here to plug that. We've had the digest, now we go to the focus question. Every month I'll ask media contributors a question, and I hope they will give a different answer. The question for the first edition of this show, very simple, looking at the country-to-country lineup, which act is everyone most excited to see? And if you aren't going, which act should we definitely make time for on your behalf? James Vince is the captain of the good ship live in the living room, which goes back to the Bedford in Balham in April, although it's online on YouTube all year round whenever you need it. James will be there with his lieutenant, Mr. Paul Adams, who is himself the host of the Your Country podcast. James recommends three British acts. He says live in the living room is looking forward to seeing acts from its big musical family playing at C2C, a festival that they all deserve so much to play. Tennessee Twin are an amazing country music duo with harmonies for days. With their talent, charisma and unwavering commitment to their craft, the duo continues to captivate hearts and minds, pushing the boundaries of the genre and leaving an indelible mark on the industry. Grady Smith would have a word alert sign uh, on his YouTube videos. Indelible. That's a word alert. Gasoline and Matches are a superb country rock duo and hosts of Nashville Sounds in the Round up in Birmingham. Three-time British CMA Duo of the Year and Birmingham Music Awards Best Folk Country Act, Gasoline and Matches are a high-energy, guitar-driven duo hailing from Birmingham with cleverly constructed lyrics, close harmonies and melodic guitar licks. They are known for delivering sharp, energetic performances with playful humour and serious musicianship. And I, Johnny, might add, drinking games. Holler and swallow. Finally, Amelia Quinn, the little firecracker herself, as James Vince calls her. She stands as a vibrant force in the realm of Americana music, crafting a distinct path within the genre's fabric. With a voice that resonates as both powerful and raw, she defies conventions, infusing her melodies with a fiery essence that captivates audiences worldwide. DC Brown, who has his own YouTube channel, which uploads videos from live events, including live in the living room, is a huge admirer of Amelia Quinn himself. It gives me no surprise at all that he too recommends her. He says, 
The stage presence and the grip she has on you with every single vocal note are extraordinary. There are very few artists who can captivate you like that, from the edgy sound to the solo piano moments and the full-on band. It is a C2C set not to be missed if you want to be blown away. Uh, Timings will be confirmed on the C2C app, probably within the 10 days leading up to the event, so probably in a fortnight's time. Um, Before I bring the next chap in to answer the question, who are you looking forward to seeing at C2C, can I just read the bottom of DC Brown's business card? Capturing unforgettable moments, supporting UK artists through lens and love. Hello, Carl Schumark here of the morning show on UKCountryRadio.com Wednesday through Friday. I bring you a monthly show on that station also called The Texas Takeover. It's a whole hour of Red Dirt, Lone Star State Country. And I'm just embarking on a new show called The Boot Stomping Country Hour on CMR Nashville. Who am I looking forward to seeing at C2C? I've got to admit, there's loads. On the top of the list, though, Red Ferrin. He's got um, a debut EP coming out fairly shortly called Old Number 7, but you'll probably know the viral hit Jack and Diet Coke. I feel like his kind of country is just what I connect with as it takes me back to 2014 when I kind of started getting involved in country music and that new kind of, what should we call it, bro country scene. I'm looking forward to seeing Connor Smith. His album, Smoky Mountains, is brilliant. I think he's going to be great on stage. Of course, I'm looking forward to seeing each and every headliner. It'd be good to see Jay Cohen. Not seen him before, but I'm also looking forward to seeing Colby Calais. She's been obviously doing music since her MySpace page back in 2007. It's crazy to think. That's probably where a lot of art is started, isn't it? To be honest with you, I can't wait. It's going to be a great weekend. Another highlight will be Drake Milligan, I'm sure. Thank you very much, Carl. I had a lot of fun listening to two hours of Boot Stomping Country. Uh, you can find it on Mixcloud if you type his name, Carl Schumark. That is Shoe and Mark, the normal spellings. The first episode included songs from Jess Moskaluk, Kylie Frey, Corey Kent and Katie Rigby. The most recent one that aired on February the 13th began with a 1-2 of 49 Winchester, Russell County Line, I think it was, and it's only rock and roll covered by the War and Treaty and the duo I call Bros O's, Brothers Osborne. Uh, Laura Klonowski runs her own PR agency and offers a concierge service to acts wanting to expand their audience. She is also in charge of the website Music and Tour News. And today, February the 14th, it's her birthday. Move over, St. Valentine. For Laura Klonowski, it has to be Carly Pierce that she's most excited to see at C2C. She writes, Having been a fan since the start, it's been incredible to watch her career grow. And having a foot in both the Nashville and UK country scenes, she works with Twinney, who moved to Nashville last year. Laura has seen firsthand how hard she has worked behind the scenes to get to where she is today. A Grammy Award-winning artist with a killer voice and outstanding songwriting ability, Carly Pierce is a force to be reckoned with and a trailblazer for women in country. She is dominating right now, and rightly so. She is a phenomenal talent. Laura Klonowski goes on. I've been lucky enough to see her live on several occasions, both in London and in Nashville, on different stages and venue scales, from small indie showcases to performing at CMA Fest on the biggest stage Nissan Stadium. She proves she's a born entertainer capable of wowing the masses and moving the genre forward. Anyone in attendance at C2C Festival this March is in for a treat when Carly Pierce takes to the main arena stage. She is the true definition of a superstar. 
Thank you very much, Laura. Happy birthday again. Musicandtournews.com is where you can find her writing. Jamie Gardham, who co-runs Country in the UK, who are you looking forward to seeing at C2C? Well, I think you've oversold that as co-running. I I like to sort of see Ian as being Gru and me being the sort of minion-type character uh, there for real comedy effects, to be honest. (laughs) Um, But yeah, C2C, it's... we had the news on Tuesday, which was pretty cool. And obviously, we've been talking a lot through the site because we're heading to Berlin um, the weekend before. So we've known quite a little bit more about Berlin for a couple of weeks now. But I really like it. I think overall, I think the whole, the whole lineup, when you look at the arena and stuff, Brad has a great fan base here. Kane Brown, whenever he's, you know, the, the show he did last year was one of the most electric shows I think I've seen. Old Dominion win group of the year at every award going. Um, they'll become the first band ever in C2C history to initially appear at the festival away from the main stage and then come back to headline. Um, and obviously they've got an array of hits. Uh, and then kind of going further down, you know, Jay Cohen, I think it's going to be a huge one for the first time, him coming over to play. Uh, Priscilla won a lot of fans, you know, when she did Long Road the other year. You can sort of go all the way through that main stage. And I think it's very neutral would be my sort of word. I think it's quite inoffensive overall. I think you've got something there for everyone, which is the, the real beauty about C2C, to be honest. And when you say inoffensive, whom would offend you? Who is who is no, not? I, I don't. I don't sort of mean like that. Whereas you know, some people have their perspective. Like for me, country music is X, and this is not country music. Whereas other people, their view of country music will be very different. It's a very broad genre. It's becoming even broader as things go now. There really is something there for everyone. You know, to be honest, and that's what I mean by inoffensive. I think that it's. It's very hard to pick holes into that lineup because I think you've got a lot there all the way across those, you know, 11 acts with their own set and a really, really cool uh, introducing Nashville round as well that'll kick off in London, which I'm, I'm really looking forward to. And again, that's something that I'm going to get to see in Berlin the week before. So again, extra chance to see um, Connor Smith and Lauren Watkins and Carly Scott Collins, which hopefully will be, you know, some really cool names for people that, are, you know, are going to go on to really big things quite quickly. I think well, obviously she's on Sony, so she's got money behind her, but Carly Scott Collins. Oh my gosh, this is a superstar. More from Jamie Gardham from Country in the UK in a moment. This is the Country Media Show. I'm Johnny Brick. If you fancy looking at countrywol.com to read Monday essays, Wednesday interviews and Friday reviews, as well as the popular Sunday hymn sheet, I won't stop you from doing so. But don't do it just yet. More to come from Jamie Gardham. Nor should you delay from picking up February's edition of Country Music People which has a man playing the main stage at C2C on the cover. He was convinced to audition for America's Got Talent by a very, very famous performer who told him he could either play for 600 people at a time for six years or 10 million people in one go. Page 14 of Country Music People will appeal to the kind of people who want to get lost in someone's dreamy eyes.
I asked the magazine's editor Duncan Warwick, who spoke to that man, for some tips on whom to see at C2C. The artists I'm most looking forward to seeing at C2C are, firstly, Jake Worthington, whose record last year, The State You Left Me In, and in particular its title track, which is absolutely stunning and probably the best record I've heard since Mark Chesnut's Too Cold at Home, and that was more than 30 years ago. His album was just great. It's traditional, got that 90s feel, and it's really great that he's even coming to the UK to play C2C. Hopefully he'll go down a storm and come back and uh, play the main stage in the future bit like Drake Milligan, who I'm also looking forward to, who's done that very thing. He's put out some great records. He's had some great exposure on TV in the States, and um, he's obviously won people over enough to move up to the main stage this year. Uh, The other person I'm really looking forward to is Lauren Watkins. I think she's probably um, got the whole package, but her songwriting is one of the most I think it's, it's she's probably the most notable songwriter I can remember hearing since Aaron Rotier. Um she's young she really gets country and she really writes great songs another artist I'm really looking forward to seeing is Hannah Dasher who I expect when it comes to a live performance is going to be quite something I suspect she goes all out for performance She's not just going to stand there and sing a song. She's larger than life anyway. Her whole persona is larger than life. She's a lot of fun. She's very funny. She also happens to write great songs and has a great voice. And she's got big hair. What could be better? Um, So yeah, Hannah Dasher, she should be great. Okay, there you go. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Duncan. Mark Dare presents Country Over Easy, his own two-hour radio show. Visit the Facebook page, Country Over Easy, to find out more, including details of the six, count them, six places where the show is broadcast. Mark also hosts the British Country Music Show, which has just the four regular homes, including on CMR Nashville and Bogner Radio. But you can listen to it first at 7pm on Tuesdays at downderroadradio.com. Downder, D-O-W-N-D-A, downderroadradio.com. Head to facebook.com, British Country Music Show for more. That's the introductions. Mark says this. I always look forward to perusing the outside stages most at C2C. For me, this is where the future lies and why my shows are how they are, full of emerging talent. I'll pick just one, and for me, Mark Dare, it would have to be Zandi Holup. I know she's only released one solo single and a collaboration with Songhouse to date, but they hint at a huge untapped potential. Not many have heard of her, Zandi Holup, Z-A-N-D-I-H-O-L-U-P, But I believe UK fans have a big surprise on the way. She has supported Steve Earle and Anna Wilson from Heart, among others, and has been taken on by Big Loud Records in Music City, along with having a publishing deal with Universal. Potential-wise, I think that says just about all you need to know. Mark Dare recommends Gas Station Flowers, which got him from the opening bars on first listen. It's lyrically superb and delivered seamlessly. Self-styled as a sad hippie cowgirl, you get exactly what you'd imagine, but extra to that promise are sensational and innate guitar-picking skills and a rasp to her voice which is totally unique and, says Mark Dare, totally addictive. As a side note, I read somewhere that her tonal uniqueness is partly or mainly shaped by a partial paralysis of her vocal cords. 
Definitely more to come. Her YouTube Insta posts indicate that there's plenty more good stuff on its way and a debut album is touted for 2024. He recommends that you listen to Gas Station Flowers, uh, which includes the lyric, I'd rather go through hell than let you go because those gas station flowers are better than being alone. I hope you have bought well, better flowers than petrol station flowers this Valentine's Day. This is the Country Media Show with me, Johnny Brick, and now the rest of my conversation with Jamie Gardham of Country in the UK. The most recent sit-down uh, is in podcast form. You've popped up a 15-minute chat with Ashley well, Cook. No, well, actually, it's both, because we, it, we, it came out today, so we, we put the audio onto it, and the way we sort of use it is through the way we put our podcasts on. If we're embedding audio into a piece, we'll upload it kind of through the podcast channel and put the link into the article for it but what i've done with ashley so i've spoken to ashley, ashley Cook, who's over in europe currently opening for jordan davis on his tour and before the tour started last week on thursday uh, she was in copenhagen so i spoke to her over zoom and it was the, the third time that i'd spoke to her and I, I, I just think she has such a good energy like just a really fun personality and you know has got some great songs put a 24 track debut album that came out last year in the middle of the year a collaboration with jackson dean one with nate smith and one with colby clay so we talked about all three of those she's a good fit for me as an interview as well i i like to talk to people i i know that all these artists are human beings and they're gonna sit and do press for a run of an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever. And like for any of us, it's like, would you want to go through the exact same conversation in a very rigid or artificial manner, you know, 12 times in a row? And it's like, no, none of us would want that. So it is just like, well, let's have some fun. And you learn that people you spoke to before, like Ashley especially, is, you know, a great example of this. My whole thing is basically like watching like some sort of, NASCAR slash demolition derby where things sort of go round where you have no idea what's going to happen and when you get someone whose musical focus of their brain is so driven but equally they're kind of in this sort of beautiful random foil which is a pure match for me you can there is so much fun and we just sort of thought that it's like well you know let's not just put that as a a written article let's use the fact that we've got the audio and we were able to use it and things and you know giving people the chance to kind of come across in different ways and you, you mentioned it kind of through the podcast like channel as well that's gone really well we don't have any idea how it's gone going as well as it is um it almost concerns us that anyone actually wants to listen to what we do for but sure it's, for sure it's great but it's, it's consistently growing, and it, it just, that just came from nowhere, that we'd sort of had a chat that we, we wanted a way to sort of kind of cover releases more than anything else, like when singles came out, or if we haven't got time to review things, that we can kind of talk about them in that way and kind of, you know, discuss, like, festival news or big tour announcements and stuff, because we, we'd, we'd found that, when you get a press release with like a tour details or whatever, posting it onto the site and doing a social post, people would see the social post and react to it. But because particularly with Instagram, which is what we use more heavily than, than any other platform, it's, it's not straightforward to kind of click a link and go to it. 
once you've done it, you have to share it in the story and kind of put the link at the bottom, which initially wasn't, you know, even that straightforward to do because you had to be verified to be putting links into stories. So that was kind of how we sort of started. And then we kind of realized that we were having quite a bit of fun with it. Like people started listening. It's like, okay, putting interviews into it, dropping interviews into a podcast, it's it's not a fit for us. We talk too much rubbish because, again, like our whole podcast is, you know, it's a wannabe sports talk, NFL, Premier League football podcast that masquerades talking about country music. We try and sort of go down that route where, like, for each episode, for the, for the number of the episode, we'll have a famous number three or number four or number five. And as we'd sort of gone through it twice before, this being the third year we've ran it um we've sort of gone on to fictional numbers which i think is quite cool fictional sporting numbers so ian obviously being a teacher with far too much time in his hands did lots of research and found you know people that wore that number in in media kind of mm-hmm. as a sports context um so that's been quite cool and um Diwali given me some retro films to check out that it's always an education we never stop learning and with countryintheuk.com and its affiliated pod, which is called Podding Nonsense. You can get that. I don't think I've ever asked who came up with the name Podding Nonsense. Ian came up with it. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm still not 100% sure that I'm sold on it, but, um, yeah, it, we just sort of ran with it because we couldn't really think of anything, and most of the other ideas we had were terrible. So it's oh, go on, like, share, well, one. share one of them. I can't, I can't even think. Because I think when we initially had the conversation, I was probably smashed, which is kind of like most, you know, times with me anyway. But it amazes us that, like, people listen to it. And the the biggest thing I get out of it as well, it it keeps me sharper in a way. Because when I do talk to artists or when I'm reviewing things, because of the way I I process it, I, I write and I talk how I think in that sort of, process whereas when i'm trying to like relay information it kind of needs to be more sort of like structured and kind of like right we have to get this across and not when somebody starts mentioning you know the color purple then i'd sort of go oh my favorite color is purple and go off into a random tangent and stuff which you can do in interviews or when you're kind of writing creatively in general but say so the podcast good it kind of it keeps us on about you know checking what's coming out and getting to listen to new artists because you know the same as you do you get press releases on a regular basis where you know it's like introducing so and so and you might have heard of them or if not you'll get the ep advance or the album advance you'll have a listen and like with anything it's like if you like it you like it and if you don't you don't and then from there you sort of decide what level you sort of go with building the coverage uh, this is the country media show and for the first show i've got my focus media organization i do need a snappier title uh the bob from minions of uh, the UK country movement, <laughs> Jamie Gardham. Isn't Abby Cohn great? Abby Cohn is amazing. Like, I'm really, really pumped that she's going to be someone that's coming over for the festival. When we saw that whole lineup that got announced on Tuesday, your brain kind of goes in a million different directions and you sort of, like, just scream and kind of go, ah! There's, like, so much to kind of look at. 
and you're kind of going through and it's like you know having kind of had a couple of days to like fully process it and stuff but yeah abby was definitely one of the ones that stood out to be announced like i I've, I've known of her for what four or five years now from when she was on her old label deal when i first spoke to her kind of around when she was first putting out music with them but yeah she's she's real fun you know a girl from like uh, the DFW area in kind of Texas you know just just a real grafter she does a cool sort of show once a month in Nashville with Madison Kozak which I keep seeing posts about that I'd love to get over and somebody as well that d- does a lot of work with Britney Spencer yeah. for people that are kind of fans of her but it's you know she she'd always said when we'd sort of spoken to her how much she'd love to get over here and like like everybody they just they just hear about the UK kind of being different but I think as well like this the culture is what people like and Americans are all Anglophiles and they're all fascinated by our country and they want to come and see things for what they are and the fact that they're able to kind of come and do it and you know play music over here which you know artists without a huge level of backing is difficult you know it's a financial constraint to a big level it's a big time constraint because it means you can't be doing things back at home and the thing comes if you want to have accompaniment when you come over that brings additional cost it's not just you can phone up your mate down the road and go hey i'm playing you know the listening room or i'm playing wherever tomorrow can you jump on stage me for a couple of hours there's kind of just so much more to it but yeah i'm i'm really pumped about i think she's one of the ones that really stood out to me her and hannah dasher another one i'm really sort of looking forward to coming to london there's people on there that i'm a huge fan of like hannah ellis and brooke eden red hill valleys who we call it americana week in hackney last month i thought they were incredible they're definitely someone that everyone should be checking out the three of them that i mentioned i've seen before whereas like hannah and abby i haven't and i'm really kind of looking forward to seeing them but the the one again on a similar of someone i haven't seen before and you 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 mentioned this on a post on one of your socials i saw the other day uh, the man from down under that is going to blow everyone away 100% 100% when me and Varley had both said when we were chatting when you saw that name on the lineup that was the one to us that was like wow and I admit to a lot of people they might not know who Brad Cox is but it's always a thing that artists talk about when you speak to them why they appreciate the UK audience that where they know they don't have the huge market or the listener base that they appreciate that fans go out of their way to take their time to learn about them, learn their music, listen to their music. If people go about and do that, it's, you know, they will find favourites. And, and Brad, who won Male Vocalist of the Year at the Golden Guitar Awards a couple of weeks back, which is like the big Australian country music awards, he, he's a guy I spoke to a couple of years back. It might have been kind of in and around COVID, kind of over Zoom. I just love his voice. I think the guy is incredible, and I think he genuinely is who everyone is going to be talking about. And it it is, there are so many gems on there that you'll see this name you don't know, and that you'll come across it. And we we sort of did that when we were talking about Tamworth with the Golden Guitars. We went into a rabbit hole on the podcast a couple of weeks back, that there was kind of a lull in terms of new music and stuff being sent through. And I'd seen some people I knew posting about things going on in, in Australia, and just went down a rabbit hole of kind of, you know, Australian artists and stuff. And we, we've got three of them actually playing CC, haven't we? Blake O'Connor and... 
and Sinead Burgess, who's now in Nashville. Blake and Sinead are both in Nashville. Uh, I saw Blake at Buckland Boots, as you did a couple of years ago. He's now independent. And it's just nice that Sinead and Blake can have a working holiday. The strength of country music in Australia is phenomenal. Generally, do you think it's phenomenal in terms of what they've got going on there and like what we've sort of listened to? You know, obviously, you've got Uncle Keith, who leads the way. He put a new song out on Friday as well, which is really cool. A big fan of. Always appreciate new music from Keith Urban. Then you've obviously got Seaforth coming back over. Mm-hmm. Danny Lumsden, who's a big friend of ours at the site. Amy Shepard, who's starting to make waves kind of over there now. A girl that was kind of in a band with her brother and sister that did really really big things on the sort of pop circuit down under. Half a billion I, listens to Geronimo. I knew it was big, but not half a billion big, and she's well, invested I that first, money. They played at the festival in oh, Chelmsford when I went there. And I probably have somewhere, probably at my mum's house back at home, the best marketing I'd ever seen from Shepherd as this band. They had beach balls of their own that they met, that they kind of got printed up, and that were just going out into the crowd and stuff. So I probably got like a Shepherd Beach Ball from somewhere back in the day. But yeah, like you say, Geronimo, huge, like that sort of track. But that again, that's a, a song that a lot of people, even pop fans and things over here, won't have heard. And it's if you take the time and effort, you'll find something you really like it, then you find your new favourite band. And that again is the beauty about C2C that you arrive on the Friday with no idea what you're going to do, who you're going to see, you're there to see Kane Brown, and you walk past that big entrance stage. Um, and then you'll see someone on there and then you might think oh my god that's amazing I don't know who they are that's the most incredible thing ever you stand and watch and you hear them go stand on stage and it'll be my name's Kerry Watt or we're Lakeview or I'm Brooke Eden uh, or Dylan Schneider who are the four that are playing on the Friday and then people will kind of you know fall in love with them and then they'll walk around the O2 talking to their mate that stumbled out of Weatherspoons or one of the other bars inside there and they go around and they're watching somebody on the wayside stage and they'll be chatting and the people that are at the wayside stage go, oh, we just saw this guy, they're amazing. It's like, oh, I didn't get to see them. It's like, oh, that's a real shame. But I saw so-and-so and they were really great. And you get multiple opportunities to see people and kind of discover music organically, which is why the Americans love kind of the UK's market. Because basically people, people have to want to listen to you. They go out of their way to want to listen to you. But equally, at the kind of the same time, if you if you walk past the stage and you don't like what you hear and go, "That's not for me," you just walk around and go to the next one yep. because you've got so many opportunities. And if you really like somebody a lot, you kind of I don't know, you you see Brad Cox or you see like Colby because she's doing a couple of sets, and I think everyone's obsessed with Colby, and she's I think she should be on the main stage in her own right. But that's another story altogether. But yeah, you know, if you really like it, you can go and see them again. If you're a really big fan and been listening to stuff, it's like, right, I can plan my whole weekend about saying, when are these guys playing? When are Tiger Lily Gold playing? When's Mason Ramsey playing? When's Ali Kearns playing? When, when's Angel White playing? I just think there's so much. And that's what's great, that music's so subjective that what I like, what you like, might differ. And the fact that I really like something and you disagree, you don't like something... Neither is wrong, it's just an opinion. It's a thing, and music is subjective in that sort of way. That the thing about it, there is only things that are good and bad, and what makes things good and bad are about our perception at the end of the day, and it's how people perceive things. You can tell talent whether you like the sound of it or not. There are people that I'm not a fan of musically that I think are incredibly talented, 
do not doubt that in any way. But just personally for me, I'm not a fan of their music. Whereas the person that lives next door to me might be the biggest fan in the world of that artist and think that they're the best thing going. Berlin in March, Taylor Swift later in the year, you're going to Lisbon. Your friend Chris Green was in Norway watching Jordan Davis and Ashley Cook. This kind of country and tourism thrill, is it because you've completed England? You've done all of England now, so you're going abroad for your country? No, not really. I'm of the belief that life would be a lot better if artists just a UK tour consisted of one gig in London where they could play a nice big venue rather than kind of worrying about where they're going elsewhere. Yes. <laughs> From that standpoint. Um, no, like, Taylor, I don't really know. We just, with a lot of it, we just fancy some city breaks, really. So we're going to Lisbon, we're going to Warsaw. That's going to be an interesting weekend. We're going to, you know, Poland for a couple of days, going down to Krakow and to Auschwitz on the Friday and then going to see Taylor on the Saturday. Kind of about as Ooh, extreme as you can that is, Yeah, get. that is a polar opposites of the human experience. And then, yeah, then Berlin, we just talked about it. Ian went last time they did it in 2020 and had a great time. And then I'd just been sort of talking to, you know, other mates of ours and it's like, oh, let's just sort of go. And the idea of three days eating sausage and drinking beer sounded a really good idea and chuckling a bit of music as well. Have you done um, much research? Do you know what you're going to get? in Berlin from what Ian's told you? The lineup's very different. I've looked more at that sort of standpoint that there isn't a huge amount. There are real benefits to going to Berlin that kind of make it worthwhile just from a music perspective. The fact of having Jackson Dean like is for me incredible. I think the guy is like phenomenal and one of you know, definitely one of the best live performers I saw last year. His gig at the garage was, you know, one of my top gigs. So that's cool. And as well, on the small, a lot of the a lot of the Berlin artists that are doing the smaller stages are coming over to London, which is really really cool. There's one that isn't uh, at the moment that I've sort of seen that I'm kind of really like listening to a girl called Ali Walker who plays bagpipes, and it's really really sort of cool. When you look at the lineup as a festival, nobody can see everyone they want to see. It's not worth making a really detailed plan, but when you do sort of media-based stuff, you're going to see even less. You're just trying to pick up whatever you can, whenever you can, come around doing other bits. So Berlin kind of makes it a little bit easier to have more chances to see people, so to help with that, really. But we will find out uh, how you are doing in Berlin, because you're going to record something while you're there, uh, a chat between you and Ian. Well, we've, we've, it, Vali's mentioned it. Like, I'm not sure how productive I will be uh, at nine, ten o'clock on Saturday morning. Oh, come um, on, it's fun. It's fun for the audience. Oh, no, actually, Saturday should be all right. They've got a Bluebird thing on the Friday. It's Stephen Wilson Jr., Rita Wilson, and Alana doing, like, a Bluebird cafe round thing. And then I guess just... Mm having fun Saturday should be good I didn't think I didn't really put two and two together to be honest I was like there's just so much you're kind of thinking about everything and you kind of like I say since the lineup came out you, you kind of go into like this strange like media realm of how you do stuff where you're like right I need to find out who do I want to, who would I like to talk to who are those people kind of being represented by what are the chances of kind of getting time with them and stuff and you sort of go through the game and like kind of get there I bought my travel insurance this week 
a year. I thought I'd get an annual policy, but that's about the extent of my planning, really. Talking of travel, I never forget your line about Buckingham Palace. Whenever I think of an American act coming over here, or Australian, they always go and see Buckingham Palace. So what happens, and Thomas Rhett did this when he came to London, they, they do some tourism for a day, and usually it involves Tower Bridge and the South Bank. If you, Jamie Garden from countryinthe.uk.com, were organising an itinerary for US acts for, let's say, the Thursday before and the Monday after C2C weekend, and you were in control of the minibus, where would you drive these American acts to around London? And if you want to go down to the deepest recesses of the coast, you can. In in ordinary circumstances, I'd tell people to go down to Brighton, but in March, it's not always the best time to be on the South Long road time would be Brighton, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Where... I don't really know. Like, I think with a lot of it, like, I, I associate in rotty pubs on the outskirts of London, really, and things, and look at, you know, random sculptures and stuff rather than things that people would kind of want to see. And then a lot of the stuff that I used to think was cool in London, I think has become, like, over overly touristy, so I try and avoid it, like Carnaby mm-hmm. and... Camden, whereas now I do everything at all possible to avoid going to Camden unless I really it's have the age, to. The age thing. I mean, whereas days of old, it was where you, you was like, oh yeah, we're going to go to London, we're going to go to Camden, or we, you know, going to go to you know Covent Garden and things. Whereas now you you don't tend to because it's. I think it's again with a lot of it. Like I, I find the amount like living in Croydon, I come into London quite often into Victoria, and then. The way the tubes work and stuff, a lot of the time it's quicker to walk between places if, like, platforms are closed or whatever. There's times I've walked past the palace and just forget it's there. Why are all these tourists in the way? Get out of my way. Like, don't stop. Like, keep walking. You know, you're on the wrong side of the pavement. And I bet they've got the chairs as well, the tourists, with their chairs. We're not we're not allowed to talk about chairs. We I didn't, didn't think so, chairs. but you will get lots of chair chat this year, as ever, on the country in the UK podding no, nonsense. Cheers, Jamie, and you will be delighted to know that an extended version of our chat will be available in two weeks' time at this very feed, with chatter about country, the media, and Jamie's support of female artists. Check back to the Country Media Show feed in a fortnight's time. I love going on Bob Harris. Thanks for listening to the first Country Media Show. If you want to get involved in what Garth Brooks calls The Conversation, head to the We Live a Country Way of Life Facebook page. That's We Live a Country Way of Life. Thanks to all the contributors who answered the focus question. DC Brown, Mark Dare, Laura Klonowski, Carl Schumark, Duncan Warwick, James Vince and, of course, Jamie Gardham. The Country Media Show was written, presented and produced by me, Johnny Brick. There's no marketing campaign behind this pod, so do tell someone about the show, however and however much you can. (laughs) 